Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Intuitive Revolution in Business. And today, I am um, very happy to have a guest with me called Stephanie D'Alfonso, De- De- who is um, an integrated hypnotist. So, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anja. I've really been looking forward to having this conversation with you. And, you know, the two of us, we've been uh, chatting briefly for a couple of months now. So I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. So um, what I'd like you to explain to me first, what is your business about? What exactly do you do? Life changes. Like Sarah, who had a, her words, crippling fear of flying. And here she is jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. But like, that's not a good enough story. It gets even better because she was 19 years old when she came to me and uh, she came with her mother. I can still see the two of them sitting on my couch when I still had my in-person office. Uh, She was not going on her family vacation. She was not getting on an airplane, no way, no how. So she goes on the plane, she goes on the vacation, blah, blah, blah. I wake up one morning and see this picture on Facebook and I was like, holy moly, but it gets so much better because she went on to build a very successful business as the five foot traveler. So she is like, I love really highlighting and showcasing her because she's such a great example of what's possible. Like, you know, when she was 18 and she had this crippling fear of flying, she wasn't thinking about, oh, I'm going to be the five foot traveler. And she's gone to all seven continents and she's gone to like 150 different countries. So I hold her out as, wow, this is what's possible. So whoever is listening to this and feeling like, well, you know, I can't do X, Y, Z. Maybe you can. It's just a question of getting in here and simple shifts for lasting change. Okay. Oh, that's that's a great story. And for those of um, our audience that are purely on the podcast and who haven't seen the picture, it's a photograph of her about to jump off an airplane, I assume with a parachute. Yeah, skydiving. Because <laughs> yeah. that's that's more, you know, that's more extreme than just getting on a plane, which was what she wanted to do to start with. Right. Um, it's that that level up. I don't think I could do that personally, but um, well, but it's not it, part of my bucket list, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. And it's something. It's something I have absolutely zero desire to do, but I don't have a crippling fear of doing it either. I remember, you know, years ago working with a woman for her fear of heights and all right, we got rid of the fear of heights. And she goes, but I still don't want to get on the roller coaster with my kids. And I said, you don't have to, right? Mm -hmm. Just because we don't have that fear doesn't mean we have to do something, but to be able to have that freedom of, oh, okay, I choose to do this. So a lot of the way that I work on is not just doing the healing work together when we're working one-on-one, but it's also 
making sure that you have the tools and techniques you need to be able to keep your emotional balance no matter what is happening. And life has sure been throwing us a lot of curveballs the past several years uh, with between the pandemic, the war uh, against Ukraine now, you know, all these curveballs. And, you know, how do we keep our balance? It's by learning simple techniques and practicing them over and over and over again. So as we're recording this, it is just about two years to the day since they declared the pandemic. So right after they declared the pandemic, I saw that Sarah, the woman who had the crippling fear of flying, saw that she was stranded half a world away from her family. Now she was in some beautiful little chalet and, you know, but still she can't get home. She's stranded over here. She's in quarantine. She can't get home to her family. I reached out to her and I said, you know, are you doing okay? Do you need any support? And she said, no, I'm good. Cause I still use the techniques that you taught me all those years ago. And I love being able to share Sarah's story because it is so rich with details of, you know, here she overcomes this fear of flying and she builds this successful business. Here she is in the midst of absolute turmoil and she's still using these simple techniques that mm. help the balance. And that I think of my, you know, if I had just one message and I have many more than that, but if I had just one message for the world, it would be that those simple shifts are what create lasting change. It's just a question of, you know, my book has 35 different techniques in it. Not because you need to learn all 35, but here's this smorgasbord, right? Here's all these 35. You don't even have to learn all of them. Just pick two or three and action them again and again. And it will help you navigate life a lot easier. Hmm. So um, you might not know, but I'm trained as a clinical hypnotherapist myself. So I, yes, I, I know what you're talking about. However, what's that integrated piece that you put in front of hypno hypnotherapists? The integrated piece is because I have been studying ways to calm stress and anxiety for over 20 years now. It was born out of my experience with insomnia. And anybody who's experienced insomnia heard me say that word and a shiver just went down their spine because it's debilitating. So the medic, I went and got medication. It worked for a short time and then it failed me. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to help myself. So I started learning different techniques. And the first one I learned was emotional freedom technique, or many of your yeah. listeners may know it as tapping. So I learned this, this was back in the 1990s and it was, you know, we're all, oh, this was cutting edge technology that I was on this phone that had a cord and it was attached to the wall, you know, long before cell phones. And here's Gary Craig, this Stanford trained engineer talking about doing this tapping. And it helped me to learn how to sleep again. It helped to learn how to calm things. Uh, then I went on to learn hypnosis and the first day of my hypnosis training on I felt, and I don't know if you experienced this when you did your training, I felt like the skies opened up, the heavens were singing because it was like, oh, this is what I've been called to do because it really can, can help people make such incredible changes. And yet I've continued to learn and study. And so the integrative part is that I don't just do one thing, like just do hypnosis. It's really this blend of all these different modalities and what's needed in the moment. Because each of us, whether it's from client to client or each of us from session to session, 
needs something different. So if I had stopped with learning emotional freedom techniques, if that's all I knew, well, I've had clients over the years that are like, doesn't work for me. If that's all I knew, then I wouldn't be able to help them. So by being able to bring this breadth of more than 20 years of experience of all these different modalities into my own little uh, recipe, I, I love to cook. And so I kind of look mm -hmm. at it as a recipe yeah. of you know, bring a little of this and a little of that. That's why I call myself an integrative hypnotist. Oh, that's fascinating. Thank you for answering that question because um, I really wanted to know. Um, okay, so you've sort of answered my other question that I was going to ask, which is how long have you been doing what you're doing? So it looks like if I listened well, it's about 20 years, although you've yeah. been adding adding to it. And what led you, you also told me what led you into it, your insomnia, but was there something else? And did you do something else before that? I'm just curious. Uh, yes. I'm a curious person. <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, I was celebrity radio DJ Stevie Knox for my first career. And I loved it. I absolutely adored being on the radio. And while I was on the radio, I also had a side business doing radio and TV commercials. And true story, I was the original automated voice. So I don't know if um, in the UK, if you have the self-checkout um, grocery stores lines. Yeah, yeah I do. the very first voice. Oh, wow. <laughs> to the belt. And then the voicemail to listen to your messages, press one. Yeah. <laughs> when I was doing that, you know, where technology would take us. But my radio career, <clears throat> excuse me, came to an end when after my last job, which is what led the, to the insomnia, I was doing the morning show. Uh, we traveled across the country. We moved from uh, the West Coast of the U.S. to the East Coast and we landed here and we live in a small town, so I could work at a local radio station for minimum wage, which my ego was not going to let me do that. Or I could travel to New York City, which is like two hours away, and then somebody else would be raising my kids. So I was like, all right, well, that's not going to work either. So now I'm staying home with my kids, and my husband gets a fatal diagnosis that it, unless he gets a liver transplant, he's going to die. And so okay, I now don't have a career. Um, I have a husband who chances are pretty good. He's going to die. And I have two small kids. How do I try and support us? And so this was back in 2001. And, you know, again, that was like the beginning of the internet. So I could easily go to school online to be a life coach. So I started that, but then I kept this little nagging of, you know, go explore hypnosis, go explore hypnosis. And so coaching is also a, a big part of being an integrative hypnotist. It's, you know, so this was born out of necessity and it truly was. And that's why I said on that first day, it was like the heavens opened up because I really felt like, oh my gosh, okay, this is what I'm called to do. And so I used my voice as a radio DJ to hypnotize my clients, my listeners to come back day after day. Now I literally use my voice to hypnotize my clients to make great changes. That's such a great story. And it's funny because I had a huge um, shift in my life in 2001 and two as well. I mean, I moved from Paris to um, to London. So it doesn't seem like a big change from, from the US all the way there, but it's a different country. It's a different language. Uh, I left my husband and I had two small children back then. 
but it was going to be a couple of years before I trained in hypnotherapy. I trained in 2007 and it did completely um, change my life, but not in the same way as you. Um, but I know this episode is about you, but I just want to just, just share that small story is that I had a writer's block for 10 years. Uh, and when I trained in clinical hypnotherapy, it literally dissolved overnight. And I was able to write my first book in English uh, in 10 years. Um, so it was it was really phenomenal. Mm. Right. And when you experience that change and you realize it can be, and you said it dissolved. I love that you use that word because like then your your listeners can really get that in their mind of something dissolving. Like uh, I, I immediately had this image of magician's paper where, you know, they, they light it on fire and, you know, it's just poof, it's, and, and it's gone. Yeah. And yeah. In it's that ways, phenomenal. I right, agree. In some ways it can be that fast and that profound. I didn't even have a session with anyone. It's just like literally training in hypnotherapy got rid of my writer's block. And it was, yeah, I, I, I only actually took, I took a few years to look back and think, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? <laughs> okay, this is great. So um, I have more questions for you. Do you consider yourself intuitive? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's what you and I connected about um, initially was the intuition because I now can look back and see my intuition has guided me my entire life. But at the time, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. So when I was, I am, for many, many reasons, I am part of the Lucky to Be Alive Club. Not the least of which is when I was 14 years old, I was this thin, attractive teenager with long, flowy hair. And I knew I was going to be a radio DJ. So I hitchhiked to the train station. Like, again, I look back on this now and I really am like, oh my gosh, I am lucky to be alive. But I hitchhiked to the train station so I could take the train down to Philadelphia and hang out with the DJs at the radio station. And so I didn't know anything about the law of attraction, but I knew I wanted to be a radio DJ and I made it happen. That was my intuition giving me the little signs along the way of, you know, thank you intuition for keeping me safe while I was hitchhiking. But, you know, my intuition guiding me to get to that point where I became a very successful radio DJ. When I started my hypnosis practice, and this was really interesting, Ange, because um, where I, the state that I live in, I looked for hypnosis training and it was, you know, weekend training. You go for a weekend and you get this certificate. And I was like, I'm not really sure that's quite enough training for that kind of work. So I looked deeper. I was like, okay, let me see what else. And I looked into, you know, what was offered in New York City, found this brilliant woman who offered a very much more robust um, training. And she'd never seen someone do this before the training was over. I had rented an office. I'd gotten a telephone because again, this is, you know, pre cell phones um, and a website, which cutting edge technology back then, you know, I had like, I just knew that I was meant to do this again. That was my intuition pointing me to all the different ways. And so when I started my practice, I had this set, you know, format, we would do this and we would do this and then we would move over to the hypno chair and we would do this and 
And then at some point, I don't, it wasn't like it was just one time, it was a gradual thing, but at at some point it was like, oh, let go of this and just do, I look at it as a trust file. I gave up the structure and the need to say, okay, we're gonna, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just started showing up in the moment and trusting that I would be guided what to do, where to go, what to say. And I started seeing the results with my clients just, you know, exponentially. You know, I was already having really great successes, which, by the way, led me to imposter syndrome at the beginning because it was like, wait, did, did I really do that? You know, because, you know, mm. from like these profound changes. But that's when I started understanding about my intuition was because I let go of this structure and I was simply showing up in the present moment and I was guided what to say and, you know, where to guide the client. And once I started trusting my intuition, you know, it wasn't just my practice. It was my life that got so much bigger and so much richer too. I love this. And, you know, you reminded me of when I was doing um, free session just after my training to get my, you know, you, you have to have do so many case studies. Right. Um, I trained for an entire year. So I also understand your thing about training over a weekend. I, that didn't feel right either for me. Right. And so I was working with this woman who was a, a cancer patient. And I was very uh, aware, you know, you're always afraid to say the wrong thing because that's really, you know, deep. Um, traumatic uh, circumstances and I let my intuition um, lead me and I took her on a meditation with dolphins a guided meditation that that it wasn't a script it was completely invented on the spot which I do now as a matter of you know routine with everyone and uh, when she finished she said you know Ange how did you know I like dolphins and I was like I didn't But it was like the perfect thing. And she said she'd never been as relaxed in her entire life. And it was life changing for her. So I can really relate to your stories and how you allow that intuition, because I believe that that was a big part of what I did, including also in my Reiki practice. Yes. It's, it's tuning into the energy, really, isn't it? And, and your Reiki practice is not separate from your hypnotherapy practice. That's the integration. That's the integrator. Yeah. Yeah. And I did EFT as well. So it's kind of interesting how, how similar we are in, in a lot of ways. Um, Something I would love to share with your listeners is following up on what you just said about this, you know, on the spot um, meditation or, or a hypnotic meditation. um, And that it wasn't a script. The brilliant woman that I trained with on our very first day, she said, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Most hypnotists are reading scripts and I'm not going to train you how to do that because you already know how to read. I'm going to train you to help find the script that's already inside your client. And I, it sounds, well, it sounds like that's what you're doing too, Oz. You just obviously had never really put it to words like that, but that's what that is. If someone is looking to get help from a hypnotherapist, please ask 
for a referral, first of all, because there's a lot of people, a script, no, a script is one size fits all and one size does not fit all. Sarah, who I shared the picture um, and the story about, you know, her crippling fear of flying. Well, you know, I have another woman I'm, I'm working with right now who has a fear of flying and they're completely different issues. So if I'm only reading the same script to both of them, I may help one of them, but I can guarantee I'm not going to help both and I might not help either one. But when we tune in and, and you listen to this, this woman with, all right, you know, let me do this dolphin meditation. And she goes, well, how do you know that? That's intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a book that came out called when God winks, like, you know, when you wink with your yeah. eye oh, and yeah. it came out shortly after uh, 9-11, 2001, here in the States when we had that tragedy. Yeah, yeah. And it was phenomenal. And again, let's talk intuition. I was not the kind of person that would sit around and, you know, eat bonbons and watch Oprah in the afternoon. But something said, turn the TV on. So I turned the TV on. For, I only had a few minutes. And it, there was Oprah. She was showing her... Um, apartment that she had for friends to come stay at when she was still taping her show in Chicago. And she's showing the bedroom and she said, oh, and of course I have some of my favorite books on the nightstand. And there's this book that says, when God winks, I have to turn the, the show off at that point and go pick up my son at school. And I was like, we have to go by the library um, before we go home. I have to go see if they have this book. Well, of course the book was there and it's all about intuition. And it's how once you start opening up to intuition, you see the signs and you start seeing more signs and seeing more signs. And I'm sure that you've experienced it in your life, Alish, that when we start opening up to not taking a flashlight and, you know, woo, let me look for the signs, but when we're just open to allowing those signs uh, to come to us, what does it make life so much richer? Mm. It definitely does, for sure. Um, I'm fascinated by your stories. I could listen to you all day. <laughs> so how do you say, how would you say you receive intuition, Stephanie? It is, I'll go back to my radio analogy of, you know, in the old days, we didn't just press the button and go straight to the, the tuned like we do now. You had to tune it right? So we went from to, ooh, the Ange station, and then tuned a little more, and, <laughs> right? So with my intuition, it's when I am tuned into the present moment, that's when the intuition can come in. Um, I heard that it was Lao Tzu, a philosopher from centuries ago, who said that anxiety is worrying about the future, Depression is mulling over the past. And then all we really have is this moment. So if I'm about what's going to happen in the future, which I, that was how I spent the first half of my life, like freaking out about anything and everything that could possibly go wrong. Somehow, thank you. My intuition was still able to get through a little bit, but now all I have to do is come to my breath maybe do heart breathing. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Ange, um, Heart Math Institute. They've been studying. Yes. Um, but for way. our audience, please explain a little bit. So Heart Math Institute, you can look it up online. They've been doing this research for like two decades now. 
and that there are actually more electromagnetic energy port, uh, points in our heart than there are in our brain. So if you just, your listeners, as long as you're not driving, uh, close your eyes for a moment, perhaps put your hand on your heart and focus on your heart and simply imagine that you're breathing in and out of your heart. Some people like to imagine breathing a color in and out of their heart. You don't have to, it could just be imagining. And obviously we're not breathing air through our heart, but as we bring our awareness and we're imagining breathing in and out of our heart, it brings coherence between our heart and our brain. And that helps balance both sides of our brain and it helps bring us into this moment. And when we're in this moment, that's when the intuition can come in. That's when we can really become, be our absolute best when we're in this moment. But especially with all the devices and, and media and stuff now, most people are not living in the present moment. And so when you, if you don't have any kind of a practice, and I'm sharing this with your listeners, not you necessarily, Oz, right now, if you don't have a particular practice right now, maybe you could just simply say, all right, you know what? I'm going to try this heart breathing for the next seven days and just for maybe even 60 seconds, just, oh, stop, check in, get present with your heart and then notice what it does because it starts to ripple out, right? Mm -hmm. So that intuition, when we're over here, the intuition has a hard time getting through. When we get present in this moment, Oh, that's when I feel that intuition can come in. When I'm with my clients, um, I'm totally dialed in to their channel. And that's when I hear messages, like you mentioned about the dolphins. It's like, you know, mm. I remember one time saying, well, you know, you might feel a sensation somewhere in your body. It could be, you know, your left shoulder. It might be your right pinky toe. They were like, how did you know it's in my right pinky toe? How did I know, Right. <laughs> Same thing with you and the dolphins. Yeah, no, that's really, really lovely. And you're right about the present moment and the heart in particular, because unlike most um, intuition teacher that I know, I always say intuition comes through the heart uh, rather than through the mind. So it's about uh, focusing in a different space in your body so you can sort of switch off your mind. And the mind is the one that creates the future and the past and all the trouble, really. Right. Um, I very co often compare the mind to like a stallion that if it's not trained it's going to just wreck your house because it's going to yeah. run everywhere and and you have no control so um no that's really i love that i hope you don't mind i'll be borrowing that absolutely <laughs> feel free to do that absolutely <laughs> okay so where can people find you stephanie if they wanted to work with you or find out more about your work um on my way website stephaniedelfonso.com hopefully always you'll put that in the show notes because who knows how to spell that yep. or you yep. can go to the number five easy ways to calm anxiety.com simple number five easy ways to calm anxiety.com and it gives you five of the techniques from my book for free oh wonderful Okay, so the last question I usually ask all my guests is, what would you say to someone who is afraid to use their intuition in their business? Hmm. I would invite, I never tell people what to do. I always invite 
my clients too, I would invite you to just take 60 seconds because anybody can do anything for 60 seconds and do some of that heart breathing and simply be open to hmm, what might I learn about how doing, trusting my intuition or tapping into it more might have, might help me grow my business to just simply be curious like a little child. Mm, that is such great advice. Thank you for that. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show, Stephanie. It's been an honor and a oh, pleasure. Okay. I'm so thrilled again. I've been looking forward to this for, I think it's been a couple of months now. Yes. Um, and to have this conversation, you and I could sit and chat for hours. <laughs> I think we could actually and I have one more question but I might ask it offline because um yeah I'll ask you when when we finish this interview so for okay. everyone who's been listening thank you so much for coming to the end of this show I will put uh Stephanie's um website in the show notes and I will see you again next week for another episode have a wonderful week bye for now Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.